and I welcome you to What's New. We return today to Acts chapter 25, moving on to verses 13 through 22. In these verses, Luke gives us the account of a meeting between Governor Festus and King Agrippa concerning Paul's case and his request to have it heard before Caesar himself. Luke writes as follows, A few days later, King Agrippa arrived with Bernice for a visit with Festus. During their stay of several days, Festus discussed Paul's case with the king. There is a prisoner here, he told him, whose case was left for me by Felix. When I was in Jerusalem, the chief priests and other Jewish leaders gave me their side of the story and asked me to have him killed. Of course, I quickly replied that, and pointed out to them that Roman law does not convict a man before he is tried. He is given an opportunity to defend himself face to face with his accusers. When they came here for the trial, I called a case the very next day and ordered Paul brought in. But the accusations made against him weren't at all what I supposed that they would be. It was something about their religion and about someone called Jesus who died, but Paul insists is alive. I was perplexed as to how to decide a case of this kind and asked him whether he would be willing to stand trial on these charges in Jerusalem. But Paul appealed to Caesar. So I ordered him back to jail until I could arrange to get him to the emperor. I'd like to hear this man myself, Agrippa said. And Festus replied, You shall tomorrow. Into my Into my heart, come into my heart, Lord Jesus, come in today, come in to stay, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Now here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. I appeal to Caesar. Those were Paul's famous words to the Roman governor of the province of Judea. Governor Festus granted the request. Now he had a problem. He would have to send a report along with Paul to the emperor. It would have to indicate in some way justification for granting the request. What were the charges? What were the issues? in this case of Paul versus the Sanhedrin, or Paul versus Rome. 
Fortunately for Festus, a few days later, King Agrippa and Bernice arrived at Caesarea to pay their respects to Festus. Since they were spending many days there, Festus discussed Paul's case with the king. He said, There is a man here whom Felix has left as a prisoner. When I went to Jerusalem, the chief priests and elders of the Jews brought charges against him and asked that he be condemned. I told them that it is not the Roman custom to hand over any man before he has faced his accusers and has had an opportunity to defend himself against their charges. When they came here with me, I did not delay the case, but convened the court the next day and ordered the man be brought in. When his accusers got to speak to him, they did not charge him with any of the crimes I had expected. Instead, they had some points of dispute with him about their own religion and about a dead man named Jesus, who Paul claimed was alive. I was at a loss how to investigate such matters. So I asked if he would be willing to go to Jerusalem and stand trial there on these charges. When Paul made his appeal to be held over for the emperor's decision, I ordered him held until I would send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said to Festus, I would like to hear this man myself. Festus replied, Tomorrow you will hear him. King Agrippa II, A.D. 50-100, to was the son of Herod Agrippa I and the grandson of Herod the Great. The Herods considered themselves Jews when convenient, although they were really Edomians, that is, descendants of the Edomites. It was Herod's prerogative, although he did not rule over Judea, to appoint the high priest and to take oversight of other temple matters. He was appointed curator of the temple. So in religious matters, Herod was often consulted by the Roman governors. When he visited Caesarea to welcome the newcomer Festus, Festus decided to consult him regarding Paul. With Herod was his sister, Bernice, sometimes Berenice, one year younger than he. She was widowed when her second husband died in AD 48, so she came to live with her brother, Herod II. Rumors of incest soon surfaced. To quiet these, she married again. That marriage ended, and Bernice returned once more to her brother Herod. The apparent incestuous relationship continued and became the talk of the empire in Palestine and in Rome, although no real evidence existed. Later, Bernice became the mistress of Titus, who was finally obliged to let her go because of public pressure. But back to Festus' talk with Agrippa. What seemed to puzzle Festus was Paul's belief in the resurrection of Jesus. As Festus put it, a dead man named Jesus who Paul claimed was alive. Roman officials didn't know much about Christianity at this point. Festus says, I was at a loss how to investigate such matters. So he was grateful when King Herod suggested that he hear Paul. Agrippa, a Rhodian, was well familiar with religion and particularly with Judaism. In fact, Rome looked upon Agrippa as an authority on Jewish religion. I close today with a reference to the three men I've talked about, Felix, Festus, and Agrippa. Paul speaks to each. As long as Paul speaks generally, everything goes well. But as soon as Paul becomes personal, as soon as he applies truth, the men bristled. 
Felix said, stop, Paul, you're dismissed. When it's convenient, I'll call for you again. He put off any decision regarding the gospel. Festus was ignorant. He said, I really don't know what he's talking about, a dead man alive? But when Paul's message about Jesus became personal, Felix said, Paul, you're mad. King Agrippa wanted to hear Paul. In fact, he was anxious to meet him and hear what he had to say. But when Paul became personal, and when the gospel got too close, Agrippa proudly said, it will take more than that to convince me. He wasn't willing to pay the cost. So here Luke presents these three men, so typical of man today. Felix said, not now, maybe later. Festus, that's ridiculous, that's stupid. Agrippa said, it just costs too much. Felix postponed decision-making. That's deadly. Procrastination is a thief. Decision time is now. Festus considered anything beyond normal human experience, such as the resurrection, as stupid. Is that contemporary? I heard an intelligent, nationally known talk show host say just a few days ago the same point. He used the word stupid. Agrippa was too proud and too involved in sin. He would have to change his incestuous lifestyle, and he wasn't willing to do that. Man hasn't changed much, has he? He still postpones making a decision for Christ. That must be one of Satan's favorite tricks, put it off. Man still says that's too wild and weird. You have to be stupid to believe that. No intelligent person could accept that. Man still says I can't pay the price of being a Christian. The cost in terms of friends, relationships, family, money, is too high. What's your excuse? Hear a prayer. If it fits, pray it. Now. Jesus. 
What's News, a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.